What's up, everybody? This is Andrew May. This is the Allegorian Elm Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Katie May. What's up? We are here today to talk about claiming your shit. Claim it. Claim it. Claim. We're here to shoot the shit and be real, so if that sounds like something you're into, let's go. So yeah, real quick before we jump into it, I want to take a quick second to tell you how you can support the show. We now have a Patreon page where you can make monthly pledges or donations to help us build the show even further. So your patronage will actually help us to have new and exciting guests to create better tools and to create better content for you, the listener. So for as little as three bucks a month, you can get access to our untamed exclusive bonus episodes. These episodes are a bit more edgy and we don't hold back at all. We will still be doing these free episodes, but this will just be icing on the cake. Patreon is simply a platform to take the Allegory and Elm podcast to the next level. It's super easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash Allegory and Elm. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Allegory and Elm. Thank you for considering donating to help with production costs. Every dollar goes right back into the podcast and into creating amazing content for you. So yeah, I want to talk about just claiming things in our lives and what that looks like and what that's looked like for you as an individual. Go. I mean, I think it's, it's claiming and reclaiming for me when I think about, I mean, I guess you can say they're the same thing, but you know, as, as I've gotten older, as I've become a mom, as you know, our marriage and our relationship has matured, there's parts of all of that that I've had to let go of. There's parts of it that I've had to reclaim, you know, things that maybe I let go of for a time that I then realized I wanted back. And then there's this whole process of claiming new territory, claiming new structure, new beliefs, new, and I, and I think we're in this space right now in the state of our world and normal being like a joke at this point of claiming this new ground for all of us. Yeah. The new normal is chaos. The new normal is crazy. Yeah. And it's unknown. And I think it's important to decide. You don't have to decide right this minute, but I think one thing I've learned about this time that we've been given, I'll say it's like I'm trying to find the goodness in it because there are opportunities in it to claim a new way of life for, for us as individuals, as families, as systems, as cultures, there's, there's new opportunities to claim. Yeah. We often live out of our defaults. You know, we do the same vacation every year. You do the same traditions every year at Christmas or Thanksgiving. And, you know, even with the 4th of July, it was this year, there was a lot of places that just didn't do fireworks. And so it's kind of, for me said, okay, you don't have to fall into the same traps or the same ways of doing things that you've always done. You can actually reclaim, as you say, or claim what you want to do and what you want your life to look like. You don't have to fall back into old patterns or just fall into, well, this is what we did last year. This is what we do. And so I think claiming is about deciding who you want to be, 
what type of person you want to be and just owning the fuck out of it, you know? Uh, and I think that's what we've done somewhat at the beginning of this year, we decided we were going to claim 2020. We were going to claim who we were. We were going to stake our claim basically and say, this is who I am. Love me, hate me, whatever. Be indifferent. That's fine. But I'm going to make a statement about who I am and what I believe. And I think that we have continued to do that throughout this year. Not, and I'm not saying that as like a pat us on the back kind of thing. It's more so just, I'm proud of both of us for claiming and and just taking a stand, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, we watched Hamilton the other night and uh, there's a line where Hamilton says to Aaron Burr, uh, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? And so if, if we, we don't stand for anything in this world, if we don't take a stance, if we don't, if we're just kind of meddling and just kind of going with the flow, seeing what happens and just kind of uh, attaching ourselves to, you know, if there's some goodness, we'll just kind of like cling to that or whatever, just being kind of middle of the road meddling. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a good place to be. I think the place you want to be is claiming, even if, even if you change your mind in two years, five years down the road, you feel differently. Yeah. I think it's good to claim. Yeah. I mean, I think what I've learned about claiming is with claiming comes clarity or, I mean, maybe getting clear allows you to claim, but I think what I've realized about claiming my life, my beliefs, my health, who I want to be in the world, how I want to show up. Is it perfect? No. Is there, you know, times where I don't show up the way I want to show up? Are there days where I don't feel like going and running? Yes. Are there days where I yell at my kids? Yes. You know, there's days that aren't always going to work out the way we think, but I think the beauty of claiming is you have a clarity to fall back on that if you don't claim who you want to be and how you want to be, you're kind of just aimlessly going through the motions. Yeah. And, and what happens when the waves come or the hard days come is if you're not clear and you haven't claimed the life you want to have, it's a lot easier to get toppled over and not know how to get back up than if you've claimed what you want, who you want to be, how you want to believe. And you're right. Like it can totally pivot. It can totally shift. Um, We are evolving. Like we're not meant to stay the same. And so absolutely it can change over time. I think that's what feels scary to people though. When they first think about claiming, they're like, well, if I take the stance and I change my mind later, how's that going to look? So I'd rather just stay wishy-washy and not do that. But what you're actually doing is robbing yourself of a lot of opportunity that comes when you're clear and when you claim. Yeah. I think assessing your values is really important with understanding what sort of claims you want to make for yourself in the world. And people are constantly claiming shit like on Instagram and on social media platforms all over the place. They're saying like, this is what I believe and this is what I think. And you know, that can be 
a bit much and a bit kind of like, okay, great. But I think what we're saying is just on an individual level for you, assess what your values are and make claims for who you are and who you want to be. And so like for us, one of our values is going outside of our comfort zone. And I think that we've continued to try to push ourselves this year throughout just different situations that do make us somewhat uncomfortable and saying, you know, I'm going to fall back on that value that I have of this feels uncomfortable. That's good for me. Mm -hmm. I think I used to think of discomfort as let's avoid that at all costs. Even with stuff like speaking at my mom's funeral, I immediately felt this discomfort of, I don't want to do that. And then I knew I kind of had to, I knew it was an opportunity for growth for me. And so I think that that's been a really interesting lesson for me is every time a situation comes up that makes me feel that just kind of guttural discomfort of, mm, I don't know, man, you might be judged or you might be in a position of that's not as safe as you just sitting in the audience and not speaking at your mom's mm-hmm. funeral. What if you cry in front of, you're going to cry in front of everybody. But I think just allowing myself to know that discomfort and essentially discomfort is where growth happens. Mm. Yeah. And I think something I've heard recently that's kind of changed my thought process around like fear because, you know, at first I was like, Oh, I want to work to the place where like I get fearless. But the more I've learned about fear, I realize like one, I don't think it's possible really to ever get to a place where you're just completely fearless, but to have fear and do it anyway, to feel fear is a good thing to feel fear means you're growing. It means you're pushing yourself. It means you're thinking about things that are potentially different and scary that you may not have ventured into in your life before. So I think fear is such a good teacher for the things that maybe we need to dive into and make a claim on. Yeah. And not that you have to make a claim in every area of your life all the time, but I think the other thing that's helped me to kind of claim a lot more about who who I am and who I want to be is kind of really thinking about like my life philosophy, like my vision for my life, my mission and and trying to kind of and I think that goes along with values like whether it's a life philosophy or a mission or vision or whether it's just setting up some values for yourself. I think it's taking that time to reflect on you know, what is important to me? What makes me feel the best in my life? When I am in this place in my life, I feel the best that I can possibly be. I can show up in the best way I possibly can. And how can you really dissect that to look at, well, what is it about that person, that situation that makes that feeling happen that makes me feel whole. We talked about that on the episode of embrace yourself whole, like what connects you to your wholeness? And that's, those are the things that you need to move toward claiming for yourself. Right. I also think it's interesting that you brought up fear because 
I feel like when you overcome fears or you overcome that discomfort that I'm talking about, it shows you how much strength you have. And I think that that is when you can actually claim things. So in talking about the affair and in sharing that with, you know, pretty much whoever cares to know it for me was a very terrifying prospect, but in doing so it helped me to really feel like I don't have to hold anything back in this world. And even claiming where we're at in our spiritual journeys has also been a thing of me feeling strength, even like sexuality. So we had someone reach out to us after the first episode, after the affair episode about their sexuality and it's essentially a hard thing to kind of claim that you're gay or claim that you're trans or to really just or claim that you might be different than what people have perceived think about you. Yeah. In any way, not just sexuality. Yeah. And so it, that is a process of slowly kind of coming out in a way. I felt like on a smaller scale with our deconstruction, unraveling stories, that was a coming out of sorts because it was most people think I'm this and I'm, I'm not actually what you think. And it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I've fallen off the deep end and I just am whatever you think. But this person who reached out, you know, has since kind of claimed who they are. And I think that that's a really brave thing. And I think that's a really bold thing. And it makes me proud. It makes me excited when people claim ownership over their lives and don't just kind of go with the flow and just kind of meander through this world. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, this is where I don't want to get like too political in this discussion, Eh, but whatever. Is there something that can be too political right now? I don't know. But I think this is where the quest for equality and honoring people for who they are all kind of comes together for me and why none of us are truly free until we all are free to live in a world where we can stake claim on who we are openly and be accepted. And I think for me, that's why it's not just a LGBTQ plus community thing. It's not just a Black Lives Matter thing. It's not just a this group's thing. It is a freeing movement for all of us because let's just be real. Like at the root of all of us, we want to be seen, known, heard, and honored for who we are. Yeah. We don't want to fit into a box. We don't want to have to put on faces to meet certain groups' expectations. I don't want that. I don't want that for my kids. And I think a lot of it really is unlearning the ways that we've been conditioned in our culture to look a certain way, think a certain way, be a certain way, you know, follow these rules. and. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having guidance or guidelines. Like I'm not saying there shouldn't be authority or people who guide you in your life toward, you know, certain things that are good for you. 
But I think at the end of the day, we are all born with what we need to show up in this world whole and who we are. Yeah. And if we can all connect to that and get back to that, this world would be so different. And honestly, I think that's why, why we're here. For whatever reason, we're here to learn how to do that. Right. Yeah. I think live and let live and treat others how you want to be treated. These are very elementary things that we learn very early on in life. But somewhere along the way, we just dismantle from those simple hard truths that those are very strong truths. And kids, you see it in kids. Like if you observe kids and you can talk about this more because you used to work with kids, they just are who they are. They just come out who they are with their thoughts, who they want to be. And I think for a lot of us and a lot of kids, even still, we tried to fit them in a box. We tried to say, oh no, you can't be wild. And, you know, and I get like, we have to have some form of civilization. We have to have some boundaries, some boundaries. We have to have, you know, productive behavior (laughs) that, you know, isn't just us all being crazy all the time. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that our kids can teach us about being free in who we are. And if we can allow that to just transform in their lives with some boundaries, with reasonable boundaries, we can learn so much from how they show up because they just, they are who they are. They say what they think, you know, and I think they're here to teach us. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think in order to evolve, we have to move forward. We can't just sit there stagnantly. You know, I could have not told you about the affair and where would we be right now? This podcast would not be a thing. I don't think we would have, I think our marriage would have just been a very run of the mill thing. Honestly, I think it would have stayed very mediocre. If it stayed. Yeah. You could tell something was off. And so you know, I could continue, have continued to just double down and even just like actively just be like, no, nothing's up, nothing's up, nothing's up. And yeah, I don't know where we would be, but in order to evolve, we have to make those small claims of, I made a mistake. And I've talked about this a lot on here before, but claiming your mistakes, I think is huge. And so many people avoid claiming that they have made a mistake you see it in politics, you see it in our kids, man, good grief, just lying about dumb shit that it's like, why did you lie about that? And a lot of times it goes back to fear. I was afraid I'd get in trouble. You know, I I was was afraid you wouldn't let me take this candy bar to camp. Yeah. I was afraid that you would leave me, you know, because I, I told you this secret that I had for over a decade a lot of times fear, you can allow fear to drive your decisions or you can allow bravery to Mm -hmm. drive your decisions. And so my call to myself is to allow bravery to step in where fear oftentimes is telling you don't do it. I think bravery is saying you got to do it. You got to do this scary thing. You got to get in the shark tank and swim with the sharks. You got to, that's uncomfortable. I mean, like 
that's something we did in Hawaii and that was fun as shit. But it also, when the, you know, 12 plus foot shark comes up to the boat, you're like, Oh shit. I don't know if I want to do this. I still can't believe I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Uh, Well, I think too, I mean, you have to make a decision though in your life. You have to decide if you want to live a life on other people's terms, if you want to live a life to save face with other people or to, because essentially what you're doing, if you don't claim things for yourself, if you don't speak about your needs, if you don't speak about what's important to you, what do you believe in? And you just allow other people to kind of dictate, you're essentially saying no to yourself. You're essentially closing yourself off and you're saying it's more important that I please all of these other people rather than myself. Yeah. And I just, I didn't used to feel that way this way, but I feel now like you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. You're going to live your life and you're going to be miserable. Not all the time. You're going to find ways to numb it or mask it or be okay, but you're not going to live feeling alive. Yeah. As long as you're blocking yourself from claiming who you are, who you want to be, what you want to believe in. And I get why it's scary because you might push people away. You might challenge other people's fears. You might make them question their lives. And that's scary because they may need to step away from you. Yeah. It may be too much. So you may be too much for people. You may be too much for people, but I want you to hear loud and clear. That isn't your problem. Mm -hmm. That's their problem. And I'm not saying like go out and be an asshole and just be like, F everybody. I'm just going to, you know, say what I say and not care about other people. I'm not saying that. I think there's a dance. I think there's a balance. But at the root of it, you have to be brave enough to speak your truth. Yeah, I think you can claim your truth without infringing upon someone else's truth. And I don't know that we've figured that out quite like it. Like, I don't know that I've, for me personally, figured that out as well as I want to. Yeah. But that's part of what this is, though. We're in process. We're not here. I've very much so Katie and I have talked about we don't want this podcast for us to seem like we are the experts on things this is more of a podcast to just two average people who are in process and claiming is essentially living your life on purpose. It's not just accidentally like, let's just get on the lazy river and see where we go. You know, it's really being intentional and carving out what your values are, how you want to live and who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think slowing down, which yeah, is it requires you to slow down to figure that out. Me. <laughs> Because I realized for so long I coped by staying busy and just getting things done and doing more things. And it's hard to slow down, but it is important to slow down, take it in, take yourself in and trust the process. I mean, if anything I've learned from this time of quarantine and pandemic, it's been slow and steady keep showing up and trust the process. Yeah. Cause we're not going anywhere fast. And if something is fast and easy, it's probably not going to last. Yeah. 
I don't have too much more to add really. I, like I do want to put out a recommendation. If you haven't watched Hamilton yet, it's on Disney plus. It's so bomb. Yeah. It's, I mean, even if you don't have Disney plus, I think you can do like a seven day free trial and just watch it and cancel it. But like, there's so much good content on there. I wouldn't, but Hamilton, it's a musical. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it, uh, you know, with some other people, but, uh, you know, he plays Alexander Hamilton. It's the story of him and Aaron Burr and the founding of the country. And it's set to hip hop music and it's just incredible. The story is amazing and can't recommend it enough. So check it out. Check it out. I just want to close today. I've been reading this book, Heart Talk, Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life by Cleo Wade. And it is so beautiful to my soul. And I just wanted to share this because I think it really lines up with what we talked about today. So this is a poem by Cleo Wade called The Time Has Always Been Now. The time is always right to begin. The time is always right to stop waiting on you. The time is always right to embrace your path, to accept what you had to walk through yesterday and what you must step away from now as you move toward tomorrow. The time is always right. To pound your chest and let them know that you are here. To let them know that they will hear you. To let them know that they will see you. The time is always right to end your silence. To look at the person next to you and tell them to end their silence too. The time is always right to reclaim your narrative, to tell your story to live with wild freedom in a place that asks you to control not only the way you see the world, but also the way you see yourself. The time is always right to say, I will not be a victim. I will be a survivor. I will be a savior. The time is always right to remind yourself that you are going to be okay. The time is always right to love somebody, especially if that somebody is you. The time is always right to make today the day you proclaim that you deserve your ideas, your dreams, and your hopes. The time is always right to let waiting be something you just don't do anymore. Now is the time, beloved. Now is the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I dig that because I, I feel like a lot of times I procrastinate. That's one of my biggest issues is just putting shit off to a later time so I don't have to deal with it. But I love that encouragement of now's the time. There's no better time than right now to start claiming what you want your life to look like. You made it to the end of the podcast, which means you're one of the true homies. If you want to support us, you can write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to support us with your money, 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 you can do so at patreon.com slash allegorianelm. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash allegorianelm. The money will go right back into these episodes, into production costs, and into creating better content for you. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at Elm Photography. And you can find us both at at Allegor and Elm podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. Cheers.